Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. Thank you for joining us today in our search for what makes a great communicator. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone, and every episode we'll be speaking with leaders and experts on how they were able to use their communication skills to inspire, create trust, collaboration, and influence others all in a respectful manner. How did they do it? What did they do to get better? How did they adapt? Where did they fail? Listeners and viewers, if you are looking to improve your communication skills and take those steps to being the next great leader in business, you're in the right place. Enjoy the podcast. You want to be able to influence others to action and ideally to be able to influence without authority. (laughs) How do you do that? In this episode, we've got Tamara Lovey to help us out and she is going to be sharing some great principles on influencing and communicating that inspires, motivates, and creates collaboration. Tamara Lovey is a seasoned health and beauty commercial leader, and she is the executive director for the Digital Commercial Operations Group at Merck Canada. Tamara has a drive to deliver outstanding results, and her passion about building purpose-driven businesses and brands that really make a difference in the lives of people leading to a significant positive impact on all the businesses that she has been involved with for the past 20 years with global leading organizations. Tamara is committed to empowering women to succeed and reach their full potential. So Tamara co-founded Women Leaders in Pharma. This is an insightful episode on attentive listening, leadership, and the communication skills needed to build trust. Let's meet Tamara. Et voila! Here we are, Tamara Lovi. It is so good to see you here. I am so excited to share today with our listeners your leadership journey and really as we're going to discuss influencing without authority because I think whether you're a leader or not a leader, everybody would love to be able to know you know your journey, how did you figure this out uh, and and really the maybe not the steps but maybe you know how where do you what do you go to what you go to 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 figure these things out as we go so uh if you're ready let's begin this journey of influencing without authority tomorrow are you ready okay i am ready ready, joel thank you for having me it's our pleasure um so let's let's start at the beginning when you when you Maybe the beginning of your your journey, your professional career, when you realize there's something called influencing without authority. And I I guess it started when you got into marketing. Is that where you started? Yes, um, absolutely. I was fortunate, actually, to start uh, my marketing career at Procter & Gamble, placed in an assistant brand manager role. And uh, right from the beginning, you're put in situations where you need to lead cross-functional teams, broad teams of people across the organization that don't report to you, but uh, somehow you need to get them to do what what you want them to do to drive the business forward. Yeah, so that was really challenging. I mean, was there someone to to guide you with that, or, or did you have to figure this out on your own? Um, you, you, you learn on the job of course. Uh, But the organization, thankfully, also provides you with certain trainings, right, Um, to to help sharpen your leadership skills, um, to learn how to adapt to your audience, uh, to learn to communicate 
with impact and 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 clearly. And so um, Procter and Gamble is is a great uh, organization to learn about marketing, but as well they help develop you into um, into a, a leader with impact. So yeah, so you're at the right place at the right time. It sounds like now I like what you said about learning to adapt. Uh, because for most people, when they communicate this, they, they just go ahead and they just barrel through, you know, I need this done now. Yeah. So tell me about learning to adapt. Um, I mean, everybody has, um, their own way of, um, you know, their own preferences, how they want to do their work, uh, how they like to absorb information. Some are more visual, some are more. Um, they, they, they like to read, you know, so, you know, you need to understand these differences so that when you are communicating to a broad audience, you consider that variety, right, that that might be in the audience and, and how you need to accommodate for all of that. And then when you are more on a one on one basis with different individuals, then you, you really need to tailor as well. Uh, your approach to that individual based on their level of uh, expertise in their field, um, seniority based on, uh, you know, their, their own personalities, right? You need to think about all of that. And when you're starting um, in, in your career without that experience, often you're more obviously project focused, right? Very right. focused on tasks, um, listing out what has to get done. And, may, and, and likely not taking that much time to consider the individuals that need to perform those tasks and what's unique about them. Um, and, and certainly early in my career, I wasn't taking that much time to get to know people. Uh, I was much more focused on the projects, the tasks, getting organized. Um, and it didn't always go as well as it could have. Yeah, but you know, and I'm sure you know. But that's and we'll get to the the learnings because this is this is how you become better in communication and how you become better as a leader. Is uh, it's not all going to go smoothly at the beginning, but already you had this sense that yes, you're task oriented, and of course, at the beginning, you're feeling a lot of pressure. You want to get these 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 uh, accomplished. At the same time, what you realize is, as you said, some people are visual, some people have more expertise, some people you, you maybe need to, uh, they need to think about it more, they need to analyze what you're saying. Sometimes you need to speak faster because they, they want it yesterday. So already learning that it's not necessarily how you want to be communicated with, but it's how they want to receive the communication. Absolutely. Is that correct? Yeah, it's all about the, the audience um, mm -hmm. and and. Not doesn't really matter <laughs> what you as the you know message delivery or or the leader um, right. prefers. It's not about you. It's it's about the individuals whom you're trying to either empower or or get them again to to prioritize what you're looking for to get done versus you know all the other demands that they receive from other people in the organization. And I think that's the soundbite you just gave us for communication. It's not about you. No. <laughs> it's about the other person. It's about how they are going to receive that message because you could speak as much as you want, but if they can't hear it uh, because of the way you're delivering it, then you're, it's, then it is about you. It's not about them. And that takes time. Really, it takes time to get to know 
uh, the individuals that you have in front of you mm-hmm. and figure out what what is the best way to uh, to communicate to them um, and to get them on board right with where you want to to be going it, it takes time yeah it does and so let's let's go a little bit forward now so now now you you as you go into your your leadership journey here now you you become a leader and you actually inherit a team. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> what are your thoughts about that, that all of a sudden now you actually have you're actually responsible for managing a team, for motivating them? Yeah. So about I would say six years into my marketing career is when I uh, became a formal leader with with a team of people. Um, and so as a marketer and expert in my field, at first, I continued a little bit with my approach of, you know, knowing it all and kind right. of telling people here's what needs to get done and here's how to do it and and receiving presentations and actually myself going in there and editing and changing their presentation because I thought I knew better. Um, And and thankfully, uh, the organization I was with at the time, uh, which was with Abbott, uh, they they invested in their leaders with um, 360 reviews, for example, uh, as well as coaching so that we could improve ourselves. And, and for sure, my first 360 review uh, from my employees, my peers, and it revealed that I wasn't uh, as great of a leader as I aspired to be, and that I really needed to take some, some actions to improve uh, my leadership style. You know, again, it's 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 all normal, and I and I thank you for sharing this about because even when we're not with a task, we we can't help but be more objective focused and maybe missing that there's a, a human being in front of us and that they have wants and needs and fears and all that. And if we're not able to speak to that, and if we're just trying to um, get the task done, or maybe even make them make them seem smaller, maybe or just. Or just maybe not even delegating, I guess. Here you have a team and it was a challenge to delegate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and uh, through, you know, work with, with my coach, thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, I was given a coach to help me. Um, I realized that well, I, I could be delegating more. Um, and I, I should be spending more time getting to know the individuals. Um, and, and again, figuring out, how they wanted to be managed too. What, right. what what did they need from me as a manager um, and, and adapting more um, to the different individuals on my team. So, and, and I have to say that that took some time for me to, I really had to force myself. My natural instinct wasn't to spend time getting to know people when you had a, a meeting to start first on the people side and, genuinely and then focus on the task you know my instinct was let's get things done let's get the work done i'm busy you know so and it's interesting uh, tamara because of course when i met you um seeing you in your professional environment there you were making sure that your team was well taken care of and they had everything they needed to be successful so i i met you at the point where you obviously those lessons have have taken in and you realize the importance of the individuals and the team hi i'm joy newhold and we'll be right back to our interview 
When I started the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company in 2002, I never would have imagined that one day we would have a podcast. So first, I want to thank you for listening and share some really exciting information about our organization with you. For years, we have made our live instructor-led software and soft skills training, consulting and coaching services customizable to meet the unique needs of each client and committed ourselves to a high quality of customer service. This combined to make the learning experience better for the participants and the planning process easier for the organizer. We love helping our clients so much We also develop many additional free resources to help you along the way, and this podcast is just one of them. At greatcanadiantraining.ca, you will find our free monthly webinars, blog articles, and free downloads covering everything from building better dashboards in Excel to navigating difficult conversations and everything in between. So make sure to join us at greatcanadiantraining.ca. But for now, I better let you get back to the podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the interview. So let's let's talk about this influencing without authority. I'd love to, you know to see what you've what you figured out about you know. So we talk about adapting to the different styles and how to communicate and how they're going to receive the message and maybe not being task oriented. Um, you know what is what is the the steps or what is the formula or what have you figured out? I guess about influencing without authority. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few principles that that okay. tend to apply. Um, generally in in these roles where you've got a group, right, that you need to influence and they don't necessarily report to you or they do. Uh, But but the first thing is, you know, is everybody's role and responsibility crystal clear on the group, right? That that has to be clearly defined. And then is it clear where we're going, right? What's the mission? And do we have the tools, the resources that we need? Right to be to get there to be successful, and I would say um, the third point is you know you as the person leading or orchestrating this group are you listening right mm. be attentive to what people are telling you um, that maybe you know certain barriers are uh, arising certain uh, needs are presenting themselves you really do need to listen to, to people, what are they telling you? They tend to know what's needed and you just got to listen. And, and I would say finally, um, recognition, right? People mm-hmm. need to be recognized and, and it's important to take the opportunity, even with just the small wins, to recognize those and fuel the, uh, the momentum and the, uh, the energy that's required to continue to move forward um, and to overcome obstacles so I, I would say, and, and obviously, it's got to be fun for people yeah. in general, yeah. right? I mean, um, if it isn't, then they, they will tend to maybe deprioritize you or, or, or focus on you, but with less, um, uh, I don't know, uh, with not as much energy as they could bring, right? Less enthusiasm. Right. If it is fun to, to work together and tackle whatever issue we're tackling, then chances are the outcomes will be better. So take the work seriously, but, and maybe not take yourself so seriously. Well, that I I totally agree with Joel. And Mm -hmm. and one of my, uh, my previous managers, that was a bit of a mentor as well to me, whom I looked up to, I learned a lot from in terms of not taking yourself too seriously. And it, it, it was a great way as well to sometimes diffuse 
uh, tense situations, right? Right. When you're like taking yourself uh, very seriously, then people tend to uh, not allow themselves to be themselves around you either, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it just makes the uh, ambiance uh, more tense and maybe less open to possibilities. It's like walking on eggshells when you're when you're around someone that's taking themselves so seriously. Like you always hear, "Be professional," of course, but then you have to be human too, somewhere in there. And if you're walking on eggshells, then you're not being yourself. And if you're not being yourself, then how can you bring your best self, right, to mm -hmm. a team, to a situation? So I think, uh, of course, leaders um, benefit from just being themselves, being authentic. So I love the way that it starts with uh, starting with that clarity that there's there's a sense of purpose. You know, wh why are we doing this? So it's not just the task and you complete this task, but it falls into uh, a sense of a purpose, which is, um, uh, you know, did that did that come to you that that was important? Like, what, what was there sort of an aha moment for that? Like starting with a, a sense of clarity or purpose was helpful. Yes, of course. And, and I mean, personally, um, I've always chosen to be in organizations or industries that for me touched a, a purpose that I had mm. genuinely, first of all. You know, I've always been in, in health and beauty, for example. So having an impact on uh, people's uh, well-being, whether it's through beauty or, or through, you know, medical, pharmaceutical products, for me as a marketer was, was very relevant and I tried to infuse that in um, any of the initiatives that I would be leading, right? It's, it's ultimately the, what the outcome is, we, we have an, an opportunity to impact here the well-being of someone. I mean, right. that should be motivating in itself. It certainly is for me. And, you know, I try to choose people as well um, that, that are on my team these days that also have the same sense of purpose in their life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like why, why storytelling works because we, 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 the facts are good, but we, we, we need the facts, but we also need that, that imagination, I guess that sense of purpose. Why, why are we doing this? And what is the, like what you said, what is the impact of what this is going to do? What is the effect that it's going to has? And that's, you know, if you add fun to that, uh, it's very motivating. If you're really listening to everyone, as you're saying, so, Everything you want, it sounds like what you're telling me, Tamaris, everything you want from another person is right in front of you. They're telling you what they need, what they want. But if you're too task-oriented, you might be missing maybe the clues and cues that someone is giving in front of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and so if you've surrounded yourself too, right, with people that are talented, that uh, are knowledgeable in what they're doing, then... Um, and you don't listen to them, then either it's because you know you you haven't hired the right people, right. Um, or you, you're really doing yourself a, a disservice, right? Because they are the ones closest to the 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 work, the task that's being performed. And yeah, if you believe in them, then listen to them. <laughs> well, that's collaboration, right? Yeah. That's it, it. Starts by listening to them. Absolutely. Tamara, let's go now to our our little spot here in our show that we like to call Failure. Ta-da! <laughs> 
And so what this is, is uh, it's from the world of improvisation, where we celebrate our failures uh, or turning points. Where do we learn something? Uh, and then if you want, Tamara, if, you, if you're ready, you'll share uh, a turning point for you. Where, where was a failure for you? And if you want, you're more than welcome to go, ta-da, at the okay. end of it. <laughs> so okay. what was that? What was a, if you're ready, what was a, a you know, a failure or a turning point for you where you really, you know, it sounds like you shared a few with us, but may, maybe there's one that really stood out for you? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say my first, my first 360 review as a, um, you know, young leader where the results were uh, not good, right? So ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> that was for me an eye-opening, right? To say, right. okay, I need to, um, to, to, to change my approach, mm-hmm. right? And, and that set, my, set me on a, on a different course, from a leadership development standpoint, for sure. It was a turning point. So how did you not, because I, I think everybody in the audience wants to know, how did you not take it personally? I did, to mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, I did take it personally, and, and it really kind of um, took a little while to swallow that pill, right? Um, but thankfully, I had, uh, I would say, a manager, a leader who, who believed in me, um, and who uh, also was a, a mentor to me and, and who said, you know, Tamara, uh, you have great potential and with the right uh, resources, if you're open to, to change, I believe that uh, I believe in you. Right. So we'll, we'll get you a coach that's just going to help you um, fine tune your leadership style. There's a few uh, leadership programs as well in the organization. I was put on a um, a leadership program as well. And so um, thankfully I felt like I was well supported um, and, uh, and I got over it. Yeah. It goes back to, you know, you said you have to ask your teams for, for help uh, every so often you surround yourself by the right people and you ask for help. And, and now I, something you learned early on when someone showed genuine recognition in you and said, I believe in you, uh, and then didn't dismiss it and said, okay, what are we going to do with this? You know, how are you going to figure it out? No, they said, here, let's figure this out together and let's give you the support you need to get you to that next level. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to quote you Tamara here because you said to me uh, just before we went on, you were talking about natural leaders aren't born to motivate and inspire. They're not bet. born that way. Exactly. That, that's right. Uh, I don't think we're, we're born. I mean, some maybe have, some um, natural abilities, perhaps, uh, but definitely it's something that you can learn. And and be it's that the words that your 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 manager said to you is you know are you open to change are you are you willing to to change is that openness I think was is the key is to going back to not taking yourself so seriously to go I'm serious about my career I'm serious about the people around me I'm serious about doing my best so I'm willing to maybe have some form, some constructive feedback, take it maybe with a grain of salt, what 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 needs to improve here. Um, and then, yeah, and then with some guidance and some some courses to continue on this journey of, uh, of influencing without authority and leadership. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I've always, um, you know, throughout my career, kept an eye out too, to leaders that uh, that would inspire me, right, and and observe, you know, how are they behaving, 
Um, And so that also helped me define, right, how I I need to continue to um, to evolve. Right. You you can't do it alone. It's and I, and it's yeah. It's looking at others. And now you have become a mentor. With uh, you've you're a co-founder of Women Leaders in Pharma that uh, that I co-founded uh, a, a few years ago um, with uh, the mission to empower women specifically in the pharma industry to reach their full potential. We have seen in the past uh, some gender inequalities, right? And and as you go up in organizations and more senior roles, you tend to start to see fewer women. And so uh, I took the opportunity, to, you know, being in influencing roles myself to try and change that. Um, and, and so formed uh, an association uh, a few years back with women from, uh, from the industry and different uh, competing organizations, but that had the same passion uh, that I did. And through Women Leaders in Pharma, we do offer mentorship and coaching as well as uh, networking opportunities. Um, But I also do mentorship with Merck, where where I currently work. Um, I'm enrolled in in the formal mentorship program that we have. I believe a lot in mentorship, actually. I think that is a a really valuable way to develop uh, as a leader, but to develop future leaders as well. You know, again, you you started with influencing the authorities about having a sense of purpose, <laughs> uh, and and here you go, you found you found your purpose about being a mentor uh, and sharing, you know, what you have, what others have given to you, and also what you have, you know, figured out very early on when you had to as you said, speak to different people and learn. It wasn't about you. It was about how they needed to receive those communication and how they needed to be motivated and inspired. Yes, exactly. Tamara, Tamara, thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Uh, And it uh, has been a pleasure to have you on. And uh, yeah, we look forward to continuing to watch your journey. Now, if we wanted to uh, reach out or connect with you or learn more about uh, women leaders in pharma, what's the best way to connect with you, Tamara? Just to go online, we have a a website, Women Leaders in Pharma, and there's the information there uh, in order to contact us. Uh, Very easy. You'll see in the contact us section. Terrific. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show Uh, today. Thank you. It was my pleasure, Joel. Glad to connect again. Absolutely. And now it's time for our three stars, nos trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode that you can start to put into action. Number one, it's not how you want to communicate, it's how they want to receive it. You have a message that wants to be heard. Well, then take the time to learn the best way to communicate it to them. Would it be helpful to them if you spoke faster, slower, maybe added some facts, or shared an anecdote? Remember, there's different communication styles to give and to receive. Number two, attentive listening. Listen to what people are telling you. If you want to know more about the person that's right in front of you, then listen. It's all there. Number three, you can't do it alone. Ask for coaching. Tamara shared her leadership challenges, and one of the things that was most beneficial was to get that coaching and mentorship that helped take her to the next level in her leadership. So what's the next step? Well, 
If you're not sure where you can apply these three stars in your business, maybe even in your life, try this. Ask yourself the same question that one of tomorrow's mentors asked her. And here it is. Are you open to make a change? When there's an opportunity to do something a little bit different that might take you to the next level or keep you in the same cycle, you have to decide in that moment, are you open to making a change? And if we look at our three stars, it could be a small change such as listening, maybe speaking a little bit faster, maybe even asking for feedback. That small change has a huge benefit. And really, when you make a change, what's the best that can happen? Enjoy. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompUEs. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you, and we will see you next episode.